and welcome to the Nonprofit Radio Show, a podcast with tips and tools for small nonprofits. If you feel in the dark about how to run a nonprofit, sunshine is on its way. I'm Nancy Bacon, and I'm joined by Sarah Brooks. And we're feeling like we need to think about things a little bit differently today. Yeah, I don't know about you, Nancy. I mean, I think you're just back from vacation. I am. <laughs> and I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like there's sort of a collective sense of the doldrums. It's been hot everywhere. It's the middle of summer. Everyone I know is tired, overwhelmed, socially rusty. And yet we're being asked to exercise some of those social muscles feeling anxious and grappling with the reality of some very big and very real looming challenges. I think you're absolutely right. I do think summer has been helpful. It's been, you know, I am just back from vacation. And as I respond to those emails that have been sitting there for two weeks, I'm getting a lot of out of office replies. And that makes me really happy, actually. Yes. But at the same time, I'm talking with several executive directors just yesterday. And I do sense this paralysis on what comes next. What is happening in the fall? I know several nonprofits are engaging in strategic planning efforts, and they're trying to figure out, do they think big? Do they think small? So yeah, we're a little bit stuck. Yeah. So I had an interesting experience recently where we have this beloved organizational volunteer who was at yet another committee meeting. And as that committee meeting was just getting ready to get started, there was the usual chit chat, you know, that happens beforehand. And all of that chit chat was focused on how everyone was feeling overwhelmed, frustrated, tired, whatever, pick your word, (laughs) none of them happy. And then we started the meeting. I didn't think much of it. And by the time we ended the meeting and about an hour later, I got back to my desk and I had an email from this beloved volunteer. And he said, you know, I had this kind of casual conversation at the beginning, and it left me feeling really bummed out. And so I'm now sending you a good things list. Here's a list of all the things that I know are good right now because of our organization's work. And it was the sweetest thing. I mean, it was like the best email I could have ever opened. I don't think he spent an hour writing it. I think he just literally, you know, let thoughts flow. And wow, did it make my day. I love that idea. You know, it goes back to that practice I think Michelle Obama talked about around talking about the roses at the end of the day around the family table. I mean, ultimately, we think often that the glass is half empty when it really is half full. I think that activity would be a great board activity, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Well, and then what's kind of interesting is we actually shared with his permission, that good things list at the end of one of our e-newsletters. And I got more people writing in saying, oh my gosh, like, thank you. I agree with number seven or, you know, he didn't add these great good things. And it just changed kind of the tenor of, I'd say, our movement's conversation at the moment. Yeah. And even the process of coming up with it would really invite people to think about what is going on and what is good about what you're doing. I mean, of course, we want to acknowledge that we aren't suggesting that we sugarcoat things just to make them nice. There are some really hard things happening now, and we need to level up and be ready to keep fighting for our missions. But to do that, we really do need to pause and look at the bright spots because it's those bright spots that are the lighthouse. Yes, I just came back from Cape Cod, so I'm going to talk about lighthouses for a second. (laughs) 
They are the lighthouse that shows us where we need to go. They give us hope. I think this is a great conversation. Absolutely. So for today's episode, we thought we'd each share a few things on our good things list about the nonprofit sector. And we hope that in doing so, you'll find some time to make your own good things list about your movement. Okay. What's our first good thing? My first good thing is that you, and I mean you, Nancy, and our listeners and the whole sector (laughs) keep showing up. You can read about the great resignation, and we all have probably lost some volunteers or staff members um, during this tumultuous time. But when I actually stop and look around, I am amazed at how many people keep showing up and have truly dedicated themselves to the nonprofit sector. Right now, you know, the job market is a very fluid thing. And I know many talented people who could be doing so many different things. And yet what they choose to do every day is to show up for a mission they love. And I'm inspired myself by the tireless board members and project volunteers who just keep showing up. We might not hit home runs and solve problems every day, but showing up matters. And this sector is remarkably good at that. Oh, I absolutely agree. And, you know, for my first good thing, I'm going to riff off that a little bit. We keep showing up together. Mm. I'm working with, I'm on a committee of a group of people who are trying to move forward a really important policy change. It's a policy change that would impact budgets and how our work can actually happen. And it's hard work. We may or may not be successful. Who knows? But this group of people keep showing up together. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I was so real, we had a meeting earlier this week, and I was realizing that we keep showing up together because we're in relationship with each other and we feel accountable to each other that we, you know, we're on this road journey together. And I know all of our listeners, I know you, Sarah, there's a group of people that you're involved with. You're doing something important. It might be a group of volunteers or it might be your board or it might be a committee working on a policy change, people keep showing up together because they value those relationships. Mm, so true. And it's such a wonderful thing about the nonprofit sector. I, we do know how to collaborate. All right, My good thing number two is there are so many people wanting to help. I know it's super corny, but I keep thinking about the, and I'm going to not get it right, but I keep thinking about the story Mr. Rogers told about you know, when bad things are happening on the news, his, I think it was his mother told him to always look for the helpers and to see how many people are willing to step up and do things. And boy, when I look around, I feel like the nonprofit sector probably has more opportunities for help than it has ever had. And in fact, we just did an episode on this last time on how you can access good forms of help, whether that's informally or formally. But really feel like there is a sense at this moment of people who may not even work full-time in the nonprofit sector who are seeking value and meaning, and they want to be a part of doing something that makes things better. So if you can frame your mission that way, I think you can get all the help you might need. And that's inspiring. It is really inspiring. You know, I work with Washington Food Coalition. I was looking at some data related to volunteers with food banks and the number of volunteers related to food banks and poverty alleviation programs and hunger and all of that really went up during the whole COVID time and making sure that, you know, people were very committed to making sure that our communities were served. And that's incredible. 
I think it's also an opportunity for nonprofits that given that there's so many people who want to help, it's really important to figure out how to do volunteer management well, right? So so that you're able to really effectively use all these people who want to help. Absolutely. So my next good thing is also tied to people. And that is that I'm seeing a generation shift in leadership and Mm. I am so excited by it. I've recently talked with two young executive directors who are new to leadership, who have you know, worked in the nonprofit sector and now are leading organizations, and they're bringing a whole new sense of energy, different perspectives. I think there's a lot of innovation happening. I just heard of yet another organization this week that is moving towards a shared leadership model. So We are really innovating new ways of leading. We are bringing a whole new group of people into leadership. And it's not flawless. I mean, there's definitely challenges. These new leaders are facing a lot of the same challenges that all leaders face, plus the need to get their boards to believe in them and to trust them and to let them lead. Mm -hmm. So it's not working. You know, there's still a little kink, a few kinks to work out, but it is so exciting. And it's a great opportunity for all of us who have been in the sector a little longer to really lean in and, and support them. And, you know, okay, it's different than the way it was when I started. And let's give it a try and see see how we can help them so that they don't burn out, so that they don't feel like they hit brick walls. You know, how do we need to show up for them so they can be successful? Absolutely. And if you are one of these new executive directors who are rising up from the next generation, take a second to listen to our previous episode on all of the entities that are there to support you, because we are all wanting you to be successful. Right on. Good thing number three for me is as a sector, I just feel like we're in a moment where we're evolving and always learning. And while we all might wish that evolution and learning happened even faster, We all agree on that. I'm excited to be around people who are asking questions about wealth inequality and philanthropy and the power dynamics of who gets to decide how charitable funds are spent are being debated and that we're shining a light on an uneven playing field for missions that are led by and serve people of color. I mean, there are are a lot of conversations happening that frankly weren't happening a long time ago. And again, I completely acknowledge that the pace of of change as a result of those conversations may not be where we need it to be, but I'm going to take heart that we're starting to have those conversations and we are starting to see the the needle move on some of them. And I think the more we can do to be leaders in encouraging those conversations and encouraging taking action after those conversations, even if we aren't certain it's going to (laughs) work. Like, as you said, you know, nothing's, it's not flawless. We don't know exactly what to do. But sometimes by talking something through and then taking action, we learn the most. And I see a nonprofit sector willing to try to do that. I absolutely agree. And I would I would just absolutely endorse this as good thing number three. I mean, I think it's exciting to see foundations that are actually deciding to sunset. Mm-hmm. And just I can think of several of them, even just yeah. here in our, our state, where they've decided to sunset and hand that money over to great nonprofits, many of them led by people of color, and just let them lead. I'm having conversations with foundations on really how they are pivoting and, and how climate change, the abortion ruling by the Supreme Court, race relations and racial equity 
goals, all of that is really moving them to think about their work differently. And I think that's good and powerful. And we need to really support that as that moves forward. And I see nonprofits working differently, right? I've, I've been a part of several conversations right now about from leaders about how to make sure their staff are paid well in this time of rising prices and in questioning what's, what's equitable, what's what's the right way to do that? Not just should we, shouldn't we, but, but if we are going to do the right thing, then how and, and how does that impact people and who who needs to be heard in the process of what is meaningful in that way? It's a fascinating time. It really is. Another bright light, I think of a conversation I had with a county leader on the East Coast, and they are moving forward a whole new initiative within the public sector. So this is county government. They're moving forward a whole project to lift up the nonprofits in their community. And they're embarking in a learning initiative, curriculum design, workshop delivery program, on-demand learning, that whole thing at the county level for all of the nonprofits in their county. So that just opens up. And there's many examples of kind of, we talk about public private partnership and whatever, but this notion that government agencies are working in partnership with nonprofits is really incredible. And that didn't happen so long ago. Absolutely. So let's talk, what's our word of the week? Let's tie this together. What's a kind of through line that you see as we talk about these topics? Well, I think flip, and I'm not thinking like flip flop, don't get in your vacation mode on me. (laughs) I'm thinking flip, like sometimes you have to flip your thinking. And I really appreciate that I had a a volunteer in my movement's life who helped us get unstuck and just said, well, wait a minute, what if we look at everything from a slightly, well, not just slightly, what about from the completely opposite perspective? You know, what's, what's all the amazing things that are happening in the midst of everything? And Sometimes you need to flip and just examine things from a different perspective. It doesn't mean you're not reflective. It doesn't mean you're just putting on the rose-colored glasses and marching forward, but it just gives you that energy reset to say, yeah, yeah, we can do good things. We can do hard things. And now we're ready to go. I love that notion of even just living in the question, you know, what would happen if we flipped this conversation? I was walking through the home of my childhood good friend and she wanted to do a home remodel. And I I said to her, she was really struggling with how her kids were using her basement. And I said, you know, what would happen if we flipped the furniture? If we moved all the furniture on that wall and moved it over here and then likewise back. And I love her response was natural. It was, I never thought about that before. Right. Sometimes and, you just have to see that furniture laid out differently and you might not like it. You might not like it. See the room differently, right? And you I just, just see it differently. Room. Exactly. And so I think this is a great exercise that if, if folks are feeling stuck, they don't know what to do this fall, then we're not sure how to move forward. How do we flip that? How do we flip the emotion that we're bringing to this, the perspective going from pessimist to optimist? But we also might just flip our ideas. Like, what if we did the opposite of what we always did? What if we took our board agenda and we always started with the stuff we usually end with just for fun, right? Just flip it. I agree. So it's true. These are hard times and we can all easily list the things in the last few years that make achieving our missions hard. And we all know that's why you're listening to something like the nonprofit radio show that we need to find ways over those barriers Sometimes you can't see how to get over those barriers until you realize you have a whole lot of strength. 
we encourage you to take a few minutes this week to write down your own good things list. Maybe it's about your mission. Maybe it's about your team. Maybe it's about you. Take the time to recharge, recenter, and ground yourself in what you already have within. And that will take you and your mission and your whole team where you need to go next. You've got this. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Radio Show. If you like what you heard on today's episode, please consider sharing the podcast and rating us on your favorite podcast site. Your support is the best way for us to reach more people. We invite you to look at the show notes at nonprofitradioshow.com for ideas on how to bring these conversations into your organization or to tell us what you'd like to hear next. Nonprofit Radio Show is produced by Nancy Bacon and Sarah Brooks. Editing and post-production are provided by Margaret Mep Schulte of Three Choices Creative Communications. Music is by Riley Crabtree. Together, we are inspired by you and other nonprofit leaders doing important work in our communities. 